Dingus and Dongus. Hey, Michael. Episode 47. So do we want to talk about the book now? Okay. <laughs> Should we have an introduction? My How's introduction that? is to plead our listeners to tell their friends to listen to us. Do they have friends? I don't know. Probably <laughs> not. That's why they're listening to us. We're their friends. Yeah. Tell <laughs> us you're listening to us. Tell us to listen as well. Yes. Which I haven't in a while. Yeah. Like, I just... It's like, nope. Not I've been editing? Well, that's... I was about to say, that's the only time. Yeah. But it's not like, sit there and listen. Right. So, yes. Tell your friends about this. That's promoting this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, word, word of the mouth is how it works, right? What, what, we have, like, two active listeners, right? We have surprisingly more. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I think we're around 40. Across all the platforms. What? Yeah. <laughs> Which is a pitiful number still, but like how? That's I don't know. like, I don't know, like in my head that's like amazing. It is amazing. It's like there's 40 people willing to listen to us yep. do this. Most of it's through Spotify. Yeah. But then there's some that listen on uh, the Podbeam itself. I don't think anyone listens on Google. I didn't even know Google yeah, had Yeah, I don't think anyone's listening there when I looked at the analytics. And then there's like one or two people on iTunes or okay. Apple, Apple Podcasts. Right. But the bulk of it's on Spotify. Okay. So I don't know if that's like you with multiple Spotify accounts. <laughs> I actually canceled my one Spotify account. Okay. So like yeah. months ago. There's people out there listening to us on Spotify. Wow. Tell your friends. Yeah. <laughs> and, and put us on playlists. You yeah. can do that, right? I don't know. I mean, like like, like other people. I, I don't know. Oh. Well, if that's a thing, you, you guys should put us on playlists. Yes. <laughs> just like, just go to our profile, drag all, all, basically our entire archive, and like, put it on a different playlist. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, so you can get it here, but you can also get it here. Yeah. On the same exact platform. Well, it's just the playlist is... Name something different. It's all options, right? Yeah. That's that's what it is. <laughs> and we opted to read The Rocketeer. Uh, yep. By Dave Stevens. That was hard for me to remember because it's two first names almost. Yeah. And I kept on getting it mixed up with like John and James. Well, it could potentially be like... More than two last names because Stevens is a plural. True. All the Dave Stevens are out there. Right. Like, there's just a bunch of guys named Dave Steven. There's, it's five people named Dave Steven. Yeah. But they all got together to write this one book. The Rocketeer. Yeah. Rocketeer. <laughs> Rocketeer. <laughs> this is Diablo 2 talk now. Oh, let's not go down the Diablo rabbit hole. <laughs> It was uh, an origin story followed by two follow-up issues, or three, two mini-stories afterwards. Right. Um, And it definitely felt like it could have been written back when the Rocketeer was a thing. Right. Like, so it got me, I was confused then. Like, was the Rocketeer a news strip or a comic strip back in... 
the 40s and 50s and stuff? Or was this just something written in more modern times to mimic old-timey stuff? Right. Because the setting and the dialogue and the writing all feels very accurate to the time. The art, however, feels more modern, mm-hmm. but to mimic an older time. Right. Like, the the actual art itself is drawn to, to make you think in the 50s, but it's on newer, like, I don't know how to describe it. I mean, like, the way I think of it in my head, like, when I look at older comics, the color itself always seems a little muted. Right, and there's a lot of, uh, <clears throat> like, pixels and stuff. Yeah. This this is, like, new technique of art styled in the old style. Right, like, for maybe, characters. maybe they did it digitally. Yeah, right. But still mimicking the... You know, the line work and all that yes. stuff from yes. uh, from way back in the day. That's, yeah, that's how I picked it up. Yeah. Like, that big. So, I, I think it's a newer book. Yeah, I actually, because of that, I, I went and looked at um, the publishing date and stuff, and it's like uh, early 2000s. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. I, so, whoop, go ahead. Yeah, no, you go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, I was going to say, the only thing I, rem- like, I know about The Rocketeer, but the only thing I really remember about it is the costume and that it was a thing. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much I <clears throat> I vaguely remember watching I want to say a Disney movie that yeah. was a Rocketeer, but I don't remember a whole hell of a lot of it. It's like a movie or maybe a TV show maybe, or something. Yeah. And I remember it existed and for whatever reason, this one and then the one in two weeks, like was like, oh those are things. And you'll find out in two episodes, I should say, not two weeks, <laughs> what the other thing is. So I just put them on the list. It's like, I've never read that. I know it's a thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should read it. It's kind of like, for example, Moby Dick. How many people know generally what Moby Dick is? It exists, but they've never read the fucking thing. Right. Right? Kind of where Rocketeer came up to on this list. Yeah, it's just something in the back of people's heads, like pop culture thing. Right. But, yeah, but neither of us have really any experience with it other than knowing that it's a thing. Right. And now we've read some. Yeah, and, um, not a big fan. No? I really enjoyed the origin story bit. Yeah. It it just felt, uh, slightly campy and goofy. It felt like how 50s movies feel. Mm Mm-hmm. And I just thought it was really neat and sort of wholesome and... It was just fun. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's got that, you know, oh, golly gee. Right. Stuff going, which yep. is, you know, <laughs> it's what it is. It's, it's not my bag of tea. Um, I guess my biggest problem is it, it, it feels so dated. And it's hokey. Yeah. <laughs> like, one of my biggest pet peeves is, you know, narrating what I'm already seeing. Right. And that's all over this book. Right, yeah. I, I can't stand that shit. <laughs> it's annoying to me. But um, but also, you know, uh, none of the, all the characters seem fairly one-dimensional. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing really going on with them. None of them, no. Yeah. So th- there's nothing really keeping my interest other than, um, well, this is a book that we're going to read and talk about, so I, I, I I'm probably gonna... read it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was interested. I, so, excluding the tail bits, uh, the last three issues of the collection, 
I was kind of expecting more... I don't know if it would be crime fighting, because I didn't know what the fuck the Rocketeer did. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if he was a hero or just some ass. I didn't know. But I was expecting more uh, like crime fighting or action stuff mm. outside of him discovering this jetpack and then flying around like an idiot. Right. Like, I felt... I, I just thought there'd be more him saving stuff or what. No, it's basically five issues of him getting a jetpack and then running away from the people that he essentially stole the jetpack from. Mm. And that's it. And getting like ridiculously lucky. Yeah. Every single Every- There's no skill. <laughs> no. He's not competent. No. He's just really fucking lucky. Yeah. The first time he flies and then decides to land. Instead of, like, taking a moment to try and think of how to land, he's like, oh, there's some boxes. Boop! I'm going to crash into the boxes. Mm-hmm. It's fine. It's like... And, and the thing is, like, all the shit was written in a manual that right. he had. Nope. He just didn't look. I'm putting it on and going. Yeah. And then not trying to stop this crash. <coughs> this is a good option. <laughs> now, speaking of that, basically, initial first flight, right? Yep. Um, so he had uh, the, the main character of Cliff's Accord... Mm-hmm. He had his buddy fashioned like a little outfit and a, a and a helmet, right? Yep. Um, I remember in the panel uh, when he first takes off, it's like, oh yeah, like uh, my buddy, uh, I think his name is Peavy, mm-hmm. uh, said that the fin on the the um, on the helmet works as a rudder and it works really well. It's like, oh shit. Um, if that's a rudder, that means you literally can't turn your head. Yeah. Like, at all. Or you're fucked. I didn't notice that, but it's true. Like, if that's your rudder, like... If you're steering by, you know, turning your head, uh -uh. (laughs) uh-uh. That is a horrible design choice. Yes. (laughs) There was also a moment when, when, um, uh, the main character is, like, being chased... And then Peavy, I think it was, pulls him into the car, and he says, no, leave the jetpack on. And he hops in the car with the jetpack. So, A, I don't think he could fit. But, B, later on, they crash, and then he just escapes by flying away on the jetpack. Mm-hmm. And I hated how that was that existed and those lines existed solely for the plot. Like, Which I know storytelling does that, but this was... Yeah, a stupid thing that shouldn't happen, but it happened because later down the road, because we need he needs this. to he needs to yeah. get out of this this situation. And I was like, you motherfuckers. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's like you know, um, I I had an analogy in my head, but now I, all I'm hearing is <laughs> just a low, angry hum. But <laughs> okay, it, it's like. Um, Seeing a zipper in a costume. Right. You know. That's ex- yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that. It's, it's, it's just, it's lazy. Yeah. It's lazy writing. Off topic, but it popped in my head. Why did aviator pants have those weird, like, hip bulges? Do you know? From World War Two era, I guess? Maybe they... They're wings for people. <laughs> but, I mean, I've seen them in other media, too. It's yeah. like the weird, up where pockets would normally be. They're like yeah. weird, bulging hip. It's like just pants. like a lot of extra fabric yeah. for no reason. I don't know. There's got to be a reason. Well, I mean. But it's only pilots. 
No one else has them. <laughs> you think, like, maybe the, the seats are so uncomfortable that they have the extra uh, fabric so they can fold it under <laughs> as an additional cushion? Maybe. Could be. <laughs> like, save their butt cheeks or whatever? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I was thinking maybe they're just really large pockets so that they can have snacks on the airplane. Like pocket tots, <laughs> right? <laughs> because you, because you can't have like a glove compartment on an airplane. Right? No, yeah, no. <laughs> There's no drink holders, <laughs> especially the open cockpit ones. Right. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, like like the the biplanes that they were flying. Well, yeah. they weren't biplanes, but they were open top ones where they just. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Stupid. Biplanes and open top. Like, no bottom planes. No nope. straight planes. Nope. No gay planes. Nope. They're open top biplanes. <laughs> I don't know. You said the words and my brain worked in a different way. So so let's break down what, what this would mean. Like obviously this is only within the plane community. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So so th- that But there's means... nothing plain about them. No, no, they're they're I, I don't know where, where that will go, but <laughs> but but okay, so 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 these planes are by uh, and are openly tops. Yes. But if there are no gay planes, who are they topping? Boats? <laughs> Aircraft carriers? Would, would that be like, kind of, would that be like the transportation version of bestiality? Or is that more of no. an interracial thing? It's interracial. Yeah? Like, I, would, I would argue. So, in, in the warfare machinery realm, okay. it's more interracial. Now, if it was going after, like, a tree or a building... Okay. That so, be... so because they're the say a boat and a plane are both transports of or or machinations of war. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Let's get a comic about this. <laughs> I will. We'll read it and tell you if it's any good. What, what if the comic is basically the the topic we're discussing, but basically Pixar's Cars. <laughs> Pixar, please turn this into a movie and give us uh, writing credits. Yes. <laughs> but no, overall, like the the origin story, I enjoyed. Uh, there was clearly a Betty Page character in it, mm-hmm. and I hated how her story hinged on, like, basically the main character being a jealous. Yep. Partner, not even really a boyfriend, but her whole reason for existing was because of this guy. Yeah, her she just like everybody else, one dimensional. Yep, it she exists as a plot device. Yep, for him. Yep, and then he goes and saves her later, quote unquote saves her. That's shows up to New York when she was yeah, which is kind of creepy. Kind of creepy, yeah. Yeah. So granted. Sure, 
dude that she was with at the time is a creep. Yeah, the photographer. But he doesn't guy. fucking know that. He's just being a fucking creep, creepo. Yeah. They're both creeps. Yeah, that's what I say. No, they, they're both aware that they're both being creepy. Yeah. Like, so the real story should be Betty ditching the both of them and going off doing her own shit. On an aircraft carrier. Yeah. I would read that. Yeah. <laughs> like, if this is... It, well, actually, if this first, you know, book was essentially, like, an ordered story for this Betty character going off doing her own shit. Becoming a mega model. Right. Hollywood superstar. Right. That'd, That'd be cool. cool. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I left these jokers. Right. And focused on me. Yeah. Uh, left the, uh, the photographer who's basically... Who admitted that, you know, uh, he, he's just using her for sex. Right. And uh, ditched the loser who just got lucky a million times in a row. <laughs> right. Yeah. He literally <coughs> got hit by a plane in mm-hmm. midair and was perfectly fine. Oh, yeah. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and toward the end of that, uh, that origin story, the dude who's trained to fly the fucking jetpack shows up. And, and this Cliff guy is like, no, no, I'm still going to do it my way. Right. And I'm going to do it <laughs> on my own, even though you are far more qualified right. than me. Right. And, and somehow he, he still manages to, you know, do his thing. Yep. It's absurd. It, yeah. I still enjoyed it. But it's ridiculous. <laughs> I will say, I did enjoy the, uh, the Carney arc. Mm-hmm. I think that's the last one. Yeah, last two issues I want to say. Yeah, the the tail end of the book for the yeah. collection. Because that that actually had something going on in my opinion. Right, and that's kind of I thought. Admittedly, I thought we'd get one, maybe two issues of this collection of the origin story. Mm-hmm. It could have been condensed down to that real fucking easy. Oh yeah, and then maybe more of that, like actiony. Actiony is not even more. Just it's more kind of semi. Espionage. Yeah, like there's story there. Right. So I thought maybe we'd get more of that, and it's like, oh, this is this is what Rocketeer does, mm-hmm. as opposed to like figuring out how Rocketeer got his quote unquote powers. It's not powers. It's like that's real simple. He found an engine. Okay, done. Yeah. Like he stole shit. Yeah. And then what does Rocketeer do with this? Mm-hmm. We didn't get a bunch of what does he do with this. Right. It's but but like. You know, that, that Carney arc, I thought it was good. Um, mo- and a lot of it has to do with the fact that I really like the um, character design of the strong man. Mm-hmm. With a big knobby nose yep. and just, like, exaggerated features. Well, was, he was the murderer, right? Yeah. 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 Um, so, basically, the the uh, story is, you know, um, apparently, uh, Sikor... Well, Sikor being a dick... Uh, missed uh, his, uh, uh, you know, missed work because he was banging at some chick. So, uh, a, well, um, Tina, I believe, she was uh, the midget in the, the yeah. Yeah. Um, she volunteered to, you know, step in because she's in love with Sikord, uh ends up dying uh, in, in the magic show, and uh, the, the strong man became pissed because... He was in love with Tina. Right. And decides to kill everybody. Yep. Goes on a murder spree. Yeah. Um, so that's the basic premise. Uh, and, you know, 
the idea is that there's one more person or two more people left for him to kill is the magician and Sakord, and Sakord is trying to save the magician. Yep. Pretty much, yeah. But even with that, there's not much rocketeering. No. No. Yeah. So, what the fuck does Rocketeer do? Yeah. So, that's that's left me hanging and wanting, for sure. Right, I think the only time he actually used the rocket was, like, that last little bit, just rocketing out of the theater. (laughs) Well, there was... uh, he was flying over the city, too, with someone on a plane. Oh, yeah. Or whatever. But even still, it's like, yeah. whatever, dude. Oh, another thing about... Okay, so I was thinking about, you know, uh, the Tina character uh, suffocating in the in the chest. Mm-hmm. Um, is, is that how that would really work? Do, do people of smaller statures have less lung capacity? Would, or is it more of a training thing? They're, they're not, like, Tina's not used to holding her breath as for as long as... Uh, I didn't consider that. I would assume there is smaller capacity, but you can also train it. Right. So. And then that brings up the other point, which is... Why didn't the magician alter, like, modify the act? Like, get out of his chain sooner. Right. To accommodate. <clears throat> because they're dum-dums. Because uh, they need a reason for the strong man to be mad. Yes. <laughs> That's why. He couldn't just stub his toe on the fireplace. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Go on a murder spree because of it. <laughs> he, he couldn't just, like, um, have, have somebody draw, like, dicks on his weight. <laughs> It's like, oh, it's a cord! I wish they would have. Um, one of the things, I, so his buddy in New York, who was flying the plane, right? Mm-hmm. He kept, keeps calling him Bo. Is Bo, like, a nickname for Cliff? I don't know where, where that even comes from. I don't know. I don't know if you noticed that, but... Like, no, I, I like... Just everything about this book feels so tropey. Yeah, that's the shtick, I think. Yeah. It wasn't written in the 40s and 50s, but it was meant to make you think of that time. But, <laughs> but okay. <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. Um, I personally wouldn't read the book again. I'm not going to read any more Rocketeer anything. Yeah. I'm happy with what I have. Yeah. I'm not I'm not happy with what I have, but like I don't need any more. You're satisfied. Yeah. 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 It's like okay, I got it. Cool. Yeah. As for the album, we went with um Crescent, uh Carving the Fires of Aket. I believe it's pronounced I don't know. Mm. Um uh it's Egyptian band uh doing Black Death. And it's on listenable records. Yeah. Which is very apt for this album. It is very listenable. It's listenable. In fact, um, it's so listenable, like, so, you know, I, I put on uh, music at work and, and sometimes, you know, replace video game music with mm-hmm. whatever yep. music I'm listening to. And I found myself, like, you know, while at work, playing video games, like, oh, wait, that that's, that's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Like, over and over again. And that doesn't happen too often for me, like, 
for the most part, you know, background stuff. But mm-hmm. this, the riffs, like, took the forefront. Or... Yeah, it, it, it was good enough to grab my attention while I'm doing something else. Right. To, to where, like, okay, I'm going to pay attention for a couple, you know. A little see, bit. Yeah, yeah. See what's going on here. And yeah, there's so many good riffs on this album. It's, 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 um, it doesn't sound like Behemoth, but Behemoth is the band that comes to my head. That's exactly what I was going to say. It sounds like a mix between Behemoth and Nile. Yeah. It's like, it reminded me of how much fun Behemoth could be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, it's the especially Behemoth-y parts to me were when it was kind of a slower-paced guitar riff mm-hmm. over faster drums. Oh, yeah, because Behemoth does that yeah. so like, like, all of the places. like, oh, Behemoth does this. Mm-hmm. Other bands do, too, but Behemoth and Nile were the forefront. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I also, like, I don't really know too much about, like, authentic Egyptian music or right. anything. But, you know, uh, the melodies, it's, in my head, it, it fits. Well, I'm curious if... You would probably know better than I do if you went and paid attention or looked at tabs or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, isn't there an Egyptian scale um, or something like that? I think there probably is. Do um, you think they crafted solos based off of that scale? I have no idea. Because Maybe. I, if you're going to be an Egyptian band, mm-hmm. not just from Egypt, but that's your theme, like, maybe that should be your shtick. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, um, I guess everybody has their own different way of approaching writing music. Right. It, it could be, you know, they're, they're not consciously using, you know, a Middle Eastern scale. It's just they're so used to that sound. That's what they're doing. Right. Gotcha. I don't know. It was just a thought I had. I have zero... Like, I would not be able to tell. Mm-hmm. There's no way I could personally tell. Right. But it just, for whatever reason, I was like, oh, that was a thing I remember from, like, a long time ago. I don't know how many years, a long time. It's like, oh, that was a skill that exists, I think. Yeah. I wonder if they do that. <laughs> and that's as far as I went. Right. into it. All right, for me, it's, I guess, I, I didn't bother looking really into, you know, um, what they do musically, but it's more of a me listening to the songs like, oh, um, if you tell me this song is about Anubis, I was like, okay, yeah, that fits. <laughs> sounds about right. Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, I can I can imagine this song being about Anubis based on you know uh, the the notes I'm hearing. <laughs> I think I could say that about virtually any song. Where the lyrics aren't super discernible. Yeah. Like, yeah, that could be about Anubis. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, could could Crystal Mountain... Does Crystal Mountain sound like it would be a song about Anubis? That's my answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a decisive no, get the fuck out of here. Or, you know, <laughs> Hammer Smash Face, you know. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, like, you know, music just by itself does invoke, like, certain, yeah. Yeah, certain okay. mental imageries. And when I listen to uh, the songs by, by Crescent, it's like, if you tell me, if if you don't tell me that they're from Egypt, 
give me any context you other than st- the music. You could still... Yeah, it's like, okay, this is probably something about Middle Eastern something or other. The maybe. messy potamias? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> messy potatoamias. Messy hippopotamias. <laughs> So there was, uh, speaking about really cool moments, a couple minutes into whatever the track was called, it was Imprecation something, 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 Mm -hmm. had really cool riff in it also. So I've got to say on the matter, but it was just really cool sounding. Yeah. It was like track four or five, something like that. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely like a lot of moments where I thought to myself, like, oh. I should probably do something like that. <laughs> like, not exactly copy it, but, like, take these ideas that they, they present as, like, mm, well, that, I should probably try something like that. Yeah, see what comes out, right? Yeah. In, in your style. Mm-hmm. Uh, so did the copy you had, that you listened to, did it have the extra tracks or the bonus tracks? No. Okay. So the one I listened to had a live cover or live song. And then two covers. Mm-hmm. One cover was a dissection song. Yeah. Uh, but it was off Rain Chaos. Ooh. I, yeah, it's like, how are you going to cover a dissection song off the least good dissection album? I think it had to do with theme. Oh, I'm yeah. I'm pretty sure there was some mythology-themed crap in it. Yeah. So that's why they chose it. Okay. But I was like, meh, still. Right. Just don't do it. Right. And then the other was for Victory. Oh, nice. Which, it wasn't bad, but it's yeah. just, that's not the style of music that or style of death metal that they're playing. Right. I was like, what are you... Okay. So, I think they chose their covers poorly, <laughs> is what I'm getting at. <laughs> so, maybe it's a, a, a situation where, you know, they, they're just having fun. Yeah. Well, fuck you. <laughs> And it probably is. It's probably true. So, like, we're just going to do it for funsies. <laughs> it's bonus, so they still get their artistic endeavor out, and then right. the bonus is just funsies. Right. Okay, that's fair. That, I don't get... I don't quite understand bonus tracks, because... Those could have been on an EP. You could have had a song, maybe two, and then your, your cover. Right. And plus, your to record these so if they're not they weren't ever going to be on the album in the first place right why are you paying to record these yeah i don't know that's a good question right i don't know unless they have like a an exclusive special deal with some distributor oh it's yeah like, we can't release the album as it is because someone else has the rights to it i don't know i'm mm-hmm. just saying but if we have these couple extra songs then we can do it. It doesn't make sense. Right. Or, or, because I, I think with, you know, Metaphobic's discussion about, you know, signing and stuff, Mm -hmm. some of the, um, labels that, that we spoke with had, you know, um, uh, minimum time, run times for albums and stuff. So, Oh, it could be. Yeah. Yeah, Could be. Maybe just like little fillers. Even if that were the case, though, that it put the album over an hour, which is a little tiring. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So it it definitely, in that case, it definitely wasn't like some sort of contractual thing. Right. They just 
decided they're going to pay to record two more songs. Yep. And one's, one's a good song, uh, but not in their style. Yep. Uh, the other one is, well, I just want to say it's a bad song because I don't like the album. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's actually bad, bad, but it's a bad dissection song. Yes. Yeah. It's decidedly not dissection. Yeah. I don't know why he ever did that album. What? Not gonna make that joke. Yeah, don't. don't I'm, yep, not, not yep. gonna make that I'm joke. I'm with you. You guys can make it on your own. <laughs> you know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, overall, I I think it's a really solid album, and I think I want to go back and check out the rest of their discography. Yeah, because this is the newest, right? And, yeah. And I don't know. Twenty twenty or later, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's fairly new, like pandemic era yeah ish. it's i'm curious to see what other listenable records their label has because <laughs> i'm i i'm not um i don't think it's amazing but it's definitely something i can enjoy whenever it comes on yeah if i were if we were playing a game and then put yeah. a record on like cool right so yeah it's like you know it's not groundbreaking right but like it does its job Pretty damn well. Pretty good, yeah. It's Behemoth Nile yeah. with good riffs. But Nile. <laughs> yes. Change your name. But Nile. I guarantee it's not taken. Nope. Because it's a dumb fucking name. But what if it's like literally two words? Be Nile. <laughs> and then they 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 uh, hire on Carl Sanders. <laughs> It just become Nile. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. Bye. Dingus and Dongus. Hey, Michael.